Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. In the episode before, we were talking about karma and comic stories and the fear I'm not good enough. Yes. The ego is effectively created. Mm-hmm. We create our egos. It's the identity that we create in order to navigate the 3D world of separation yeah. in spiritual terms. Exactly. Right. So it tells us we are good enough. We are good enough because we have this car, we have this job, we have this husband, we have this oh. life, we have this... This money. <laughs> yeah, all the things. Yes. It tells us we're good enough because, you know, we've taken the piss out of people who have less than us. Right. It tells us we're good enough because people need us. It tells us we're good enough because God chose us. It tells us we're good enough because we have enough social media followers. Mm-hmm. All the different ways it tells us we're good enough. All the, the external measurements of yeah. our of our success yeah. in life, yeah. And you know how we were talking about a lot in the last episode and in all the other seasons about really the fundamental difference in all of this work mm-hmm. is we operate in 3D in an external, internal way. So what I have on the outside means who I am on the inside, Mm -hmm. when actually it's the other way around. How I feel on the inside is what matters. Yes. Right? And everything outside of that is a reflection of how I feel on the inside. That's right. That's the 5D version. Right. Which is why we say harmony underpins 5D. Because we can only have a peaceful world when we are harmonious on the inside, right? Makes total sense. Yeah. And being harmonious on the inside or being at peace with oneself is just honoring as I as I've said now like maybe a thousand times, it's just doing whatever the fuck we want to do when we want to do it, from a very respectful place to ourselves. And I no, I minimize that, but I'll say it differently. It's it's about listening to ourselves and paying attention mm-hmm. and acting accordingly. Yes, and our egos don't let us do that. No, it tells us what to do because mm-hmm. we should be doing it this way. And. Rather than just trash our egos, we can say our egos were really great and necessary. We can give them a certain amount of credit because without them, 3D would have killed us. To not have an ego in 3D would have meant that we couldn't survive it. I mean, literally, when I think about some of the most horrific moments that happened in my world when I was in separation, when I really felt like I wasn't good enough, my ego was the one that allowed me to put a fake smile on my face Mm -hmm. and say, I'm okay, and look at other people and walk off and then deal with it in private. I feel like a lot of the stuff that's been happening over the past years have really been challenging those identities. From how we vote, how we work, how we love, what it means to... Who we love. What it means to be a human, what it means to be, you know, a member of society what it means to be in government, what it means to be in all of it. Everything's been challenged. And that's because in order for us to be able to accurately reflect that inside-out approach, Mm -hmm. the outside kind of needs to be a blank slate. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we offer a spiritual perspective is because in order to get to that harmonious place, in order to understand the internal workings of our nature, of our true nature, not just our human nature, but just acknowledging that there's also something at play, it does require a certain amount of spiritual awareness. And while we might sort of say, okay, a lot of our identity is also ego-driven, there's a lot more to the identity shedding that we're doing that we haven't really spoken about before. When you say identity shedding, what do you mean by that? The ego shedding. Okay. Yeah, you know, for instance, I am Liz and I'm female and I'm 
45 and I'm, you know, I'm five feet, you know, I'm all these things from my physical attributes to, you know, my address and my car, etc. I mean, that's all ego stuff. I think. But you still have those things even yes. without an ego. You, of course, because again, I'm not going to burn my house down. I need a roof over my head. But you just don't define yourself. By I do not define it. myself and I do not attribute a single ounce of significance to them, which means I can live without them. You can live in a different car. Or different <laughs> I can have a different car. I can have a different address. I've had many addresses in my lifetime. That's how I know I can live in a different place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Yeah. So all those things that we rely upon for our comforts or our sense of familiarity are the things that are going. And what's a good way of knowing whether we are experiencing kind of this identity shedding? Oh, that's a really good question. Shall we put that to guidance? <laughs> You're like, that's why I asked it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Shut up. Absolutely nothing about your current life is giving you any satisfaction. Okay. That's how you know. Mm -hmm. So often when people have those moments, rather than sit with it and really see it for what it is, because often it's not, it's like, oh, maybe I just need to go get a new car. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I just need to buy this new sofa and that'll make me feel better. When really it's about the opposite, which is none of these things define me and they never have. Mm -hmm. And how cool is that? Yeah. So in earlier seasons and episodes, because we have banged on about purpose, and so my apologies in advance to anyone who like doesn't want to hear it ever again, but we explain purpose, I'm going to use these specific words, that which allows us to be in service to others, and that is us, as our very best, brightest selves, absent of ego. Okay. Over to you, Rhea. Simplify. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Simplify. <laughs> Effectively, what you're saying is purpose is being who we are. At our then, very best healed selves, right? Yeah. So basically, oh God, we are meant to be in joy. We are meant to be in love. We are meant to be shining the light that we've cultivated inside out of us and sharing that happiness, purpose, you know, joy, blah, blah. blah. That is our purpose. Mm -hmm. We are all here for the same reason. Yes which is to enjoy our time here and keep enjoying it. Now, right now, in this period of tumultuous craziness and a lot of bleakness, that's the whole point of karma's my bitch. Because if we have to first break through all the ways in which we're not in joy mm -hmm. in order to become walking, breathing, living joy, mm -hmm. or as you call it, spirit emotion. <laughs> but, I don't feel mocked at all by that. <laughs> and that is everyone's purpose. That will be manifested in many different ways. We're not ever going to be able to say, this is what your purpose looks like, person X or person Y. These are the categories in a very specific way, apart from the ones in which we've already discussed, emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. Yeah. But what I can say is your purpose is to literally feel like you are a walking, living, fucking light bulb. In the sense that you are so happy, it shines from you. Yeah. And in shining that from you, you are able to help other people find that light too. Exactly, because at the core of our purpose is to serve, right? Everyone is here to serve. And but you've but got to serve yourself first. Right, and we won't know how or what we're serving until we've done it for ourselves. And again, we cannot do that if we are in pain and holding fear and looping through our karmic stories and deciding what serving means which is the identity bit of the ego right which mm -hmm. is why you say absent of the ego because when 
in my karma, when I had serve, I had sacrificial lamb, and I mm. was excellent at playing that role. <laughs> but that's not what serve means, no. right? But I wouldn't be able to define that and be open to all the definitions of that until I didn't have any rules around what that meant in my head. Mm -hmm. And that meant me losing what I thought I needed to be. And I think that sometimes we think that the ego is all the good stuff, but a lot of the expectations and things that we've created for ourselves and our identity are actually quite painful stuff. Are you the girl who's always been broken up with? Are you the girl who's always left? Are you the boy who can't get a job? Some of the things that are part of our identities are the bits we actually want to get rid of. But we've like they're just as strongly attached there as the other bits too. Okay. Oh, it's okay that I failed because I'm the girl who always fails. Yeah. Let's say. I never get it right. I always yeah. miss the mark. For me, that sentence that you put, absent of ego, for me means out of your karma, absent of your ego, mm. knowing that you can be whoever the fuck you want to be and that you're good enough to do so. Yeah. And so as we shed that identity more and more, absent of ego, it also means that we are becoming our purpose. Okay. And that's a really important distinction because when we become our purpose we're effectively becoming beings of action so that everything we do, think, breathe, and feel is our purpose. Which basically means everything we do, breathe, think, and feel is a reflection of our light, is an expression of how happy and joy we are. And is somehow in the act of serving others. Okay. Right? So we're just taking it and we're moving that goalpost. Okay. So we're taking our previous discussions around purpose and we've just moved the goalpost just a little bit. Mm. You're well, welcome. Well, I mean, I can tell you, the perfect example is this podcast. Yeah. Or any conversation I have with a friend who's in crisis. Mm. I love talking about my feelings, helping other people talk through theirs. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy, I'm enjoy because I'm doing something I enjoy. Yeah. But I'm also helping them yes. find their light. Right. So that's how I'm doing my purpose and sharing it, right? Yeah. And serving the collective. You know, we all do it in different ways. Sometimes I feel like I kind of become like a broken record. You know, once, oh, Rhea's talking about doing whatever the fuck you want to do again. <laughs> oh, Rhea's just enabling me to like, you know. Actually, to be fair, people like coming to me when I become their professional enabler. Okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say. Until really you can complain. enable yourselves to give yourself permission to do whatever the fuck you want to do, I will help you and give yourself the permission. But yeah. I become a one-trick pony. Yeah. Well, we all do to um, a certain degree when we're first just beginning to embody our purpose. It is like that because we're not only having to hone that skill and purpose and really become it, right? So we're really having to get into it layer by layer and having it sort of seep and, and become us more and more. It's also because we need to really master it. And only once we've mastered certain aspects can we keep growing and evolving within it so for instance like with this podcast we started recording little did we realize that oh i was going to wake up one morning and say raya we got to write a book <laughs> and then that book became a second book which we didn't necessarily know until towards the end of book one right and then book three happened and then it was like but wait i think we can do this other thing and so everything was just kind of coming together more mm. and more but always evolving because when we talk about purpose and we say it's about shining light and being happy and being in joy. Yes, but the thing is, each person is going to be shining their light and being happy and being in joy differently. Mm -hmm. And that's just the shining of your light illuminates your purpose, if that makes sense. It's like, oh, I really enjoy this. I'm meant to be doing this. Yeah. So everyone's expression of their purpose and everyone's expression of their light will be very, very different. But 
or some cases the same, mm -hmm. but the feeling will be similar, but it's mm -hmm. the expression that we're talking about here. Yes. So whether it is having a, a podcast with a lady who hears voices in her head, waves a pendulum around and we def redefine karma, <laughs> may, or whether it is helping old veterans, I don't know, do something, or <laughs> whether it is being an activist and challenging societal norms or policy norms or government norms or mm -hmm. helping people see where they're not free in different ways because mm -hmm. effectively that's all we're doing as one right we're all as a collective serving the earth humanity by removing us from this existence yeah. where everyone's fucking miserable and being told to stay that way so everywhere that people are not in freedom or in power mm -hmm. empowered not being able to work through their own shit in order to become this whole being mm -hmm. we are here to help them do that that's what right. we're all here for and it's it's pretty easy to define purpose at the moment because we're all in body at this moment in time as we make this sort of 3d to 5d leap the separation to oneness this consciousness sort of shift however you want to see it we're all here for that right and so everything that we are doing embodying expressing loving revolves around that and so it is fairly easy to identify once we've been able to do all that ego shedding mm. karma busting and how is it going to be like this for like a generation or two um good question about two generations not more because mm. we've got to be we've got to hit a certain point with critical mass or we're done anyway when right so you only get we only have so much time um no pressure 2044 so our purpose is going to be dynamic as we are dynamic, right? So if we seek change, our purpose is going to change. It's not going to change dramatically, but it will always change and pivot as we do. But the thing is, is that it will only be, once we've hit it, it will be like the one thing we came for. And it's going to be the only thing we really want to do. And we can't really imagine ourselves doing much else. I mean, we can certainly envision maybe something beyond it but it's going to be a natural evolution of that. And just to add, it's not like I was made for loving you kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's oh. not like my purpose isn't a person. No, it's a purpose a is it's never a person. It's like much bigger than that. Absolutely. It can include people and dogs and cats yeah. and whatever else, yes. but it's not, a, it's not focused on that. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So for instance, if a parent might think my purpose is to raise my child, no, no, it might seem like that. But it would never be that, no matter how invested we might be in that. It'll be bigger than that. So, for instance, it would be, I am here to help cultivate independence. And it might be in this one person, but that one person's going to impact someone else, etc. So it cannot be about a specific And also, person. once we're taking purposes ongoing, because in a situation like that, once a child has grown up, then it was almost like the mother has no more purpose if yeah. that's their purpose. But actually, if it's I'm here to cultivate independence, you'll find another way to do that in another way, in exactly. another way, in another way, in another way. Well said. So yes. it just keeps going on and on. It doesn't have an expiry date. Ever, ever. Okay, but can I ask a question then? Yes. If you say that in order for us to fully be embodying our purpose, mm -hmm. we have to be effectively egoless, which yes. means we have to be karmaless. Yes. And we have to be fearless. Yes. So effectively, we're done up to season six. Yeah. Right? I did seasons one through six, living my purpose, whilst in my ego, whilst in my karma, whilst in my fear. So you have a sense of your purpose. There are a lot of people who do. They, I mean, they've, they've, they've had that sense since they were little, right? When I'm here for they've something. Had a, they've had greater clarity when their egos are a lot smaller and stuff, right? Mm. When they've experienced less of the world and less hurt and pain, and then it all gets clouded. So 
you can imagine then that perhaps you've always been driving towards something, but a lot of shit gets in the way. So you can imagine once you've healed it, you end up taking this massive leap forward. And that's when you can really, I mean, and that's when that is the one time we can really honestly say that's when things can truly change about a person's life. Okay. Right. It's really when they hit their purpose. And so we're going to see a lot of shifting in the next year and a half because we all really need to be there by about 2024, Okay. which is why, and I don't know if this made it in, in the previous episode, when you were sort of talking about how you've, you've seen a lot of people now doing the work where you felt very alone in it and you were the only one you're party of one, but now a lot more people are doing it is because the timeline is still set to 2024. And will they make it? Enough will make it. But we're all, we keep dragging ourselves across the finish line. It's getting very old and tiring, Rhea, that like people really, not only do they want their hands held, they really want it done for them. And nobody, you can attest, nobody can do it for you. But Liz, sorry, it's literally what we were talking about about 10 minutes ago with the guy with the self-driving, self-parking car. (laughs) We have been socialized into thinking that we don't actually have to do anything. And if it's difficult, someone else can either do it for us or give us a technology so it does it for us. (laughs) Like we've never really had to do anything. So yeah, we drag ourselves across the finish line because we've almost been told you're either right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Pretend. Don't actually do any internal work. You don't need to. It's kind of not our fault. But at the same time, let's just fucking do it now. Right. I mean, we don't need to assign blame at this point, but we can certainly say that a lot of us have lacked courage to do so because we've also, for some reason, been raised. My husband's convinced it's because of the helicopter parenting of the previous generation, which I do not agree with, but that so much has just been done for people that now as they've entered into adulthood only measured by age, but not actual maturity, they're still wondering, well, who's going to take care of everything? Yeah. And then when it came time to, well, who's going to pay my bills? Who's going to put a roof over my head? Who's going to do all this? But yet you min- you managed to get to a spiritual maturity because you got to emotional maturity. And that's really what people are struggling with is getting to emotional maturity. But, you know, when you talk about helicopter parenting, well, that makes sense because there was never any freedom to make mistakes. There was never any space to figure it out. I mean, even today I was at my spin class and someone was saying, it's okay if you can't do it the same level as I did. I've been doing it for years and you just walked in to someone who just joined. And I was like, fuck yeah. We never think about that. We always expect we're going to be experts at everything first time. None of us ever have a chance to like figure it out. So, I mean, this is going to be a really stupid example, but I actually think it's not a bad one. Every time I used to go to my spinning class, someone would do my seat for me. That was, there was always people there and they would always do my seat and sort it out for me. And it was never quite right. But I just didn't think I could do it myself because mm-hmm. I'd never given it a shot. Yeah. Today, I walk in and I'm like, there's no one around. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And so then I got to figure out how to move the levers, how to move the seat, how to move the bits, <laughs> how to make it work for me. And yeah, it took me 10 minutes. And yeah, when I got on that seat, it wasn't 100% right. But at least I now know how to do it. Yeah. And I'm, yes, I'm not an expert at it. Yes, there's a lot of room for improvement on what can only be described as a bicycle seat. So really, like, you know, standards are low right now. <laughs> but, you know, in the scheme of things, I'd never had to do it before because someone always did it for me. Mm-hmm. And I could never figure it out. And I could never get it quite right for me. Right. You know? And I think that's what we're all dealing with, is that with our identity, is that, like, why do I have to? Mm-hmm. But actually, there's no... F- freedom in that no because not I, I can't get on the spinning and I'll tell you what happened because one day it was I was a bit late 
standard. And someone came in and I ran in and there was no one around to do it. This was before this week. And it was dark. I couldn't see the bike. I ended up standing there for six minutes trying to figure, just standing next to the bike. Because I didn't know what to do. Like, honestly, like... Oh, no. Like, oh, like, no. like, like I went for exercise and I never stood more still. <laughs> until I, you know, until someone noticed and came in and helped me and sort it out. But that's what I'm saying. I will always need someone to set up the bike for me mm. until I learn how to do it myself. Yeah. There's a lack of self-sufficiency that had been instilled in the younger generations. And that produced a lack of freedom because what keeps us from experiencing ourselves and that purpose is that lack of freedom. And that comes from also judgment and shame. Yeah, because you're not allowed to make mistakes. No. You're not allowed to figure it out. You're not allowed to learn. I can't learn what's good for me. I just have to do what other people tell me is good for me. Yeah. So I can't fuck it up because they're just going to tell me I told you so. I told you a thruple wasn't a great idea for you, Rhea. You know, I told you. <laughs> I would you. never say that. No. But do you know what I mean? I think you did. <laughs> no, I would never say I told you so. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. You, just, if you go ahead and you're happy, great. I'd be like, but I oh. Think, yeah, but I think that's the thing is that that's the humility is that we all think we know so much for someone else. Mm -hmm. We all think, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. our part of a lot of people's identity is the know-it-all. Mm -hmm. And yes, don't get me wrong. I've come to understand there is no such thing as original thought. And every idea you ever have, someone else has had it in some other way or whatever else. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's not about the end goal. It's about getting there. Yeah. It's about how you figure it out, how you come into yourself, how you do all that stuff. And if we're constantly judging on mistakes, on fucking up, on not exploring it, on not allowing our identities to, to fall by the wayside, well, you know what? Today, I'm going to try being this. Tomorrow, I'm going to try doing that. Yes. Then how are we ever going to find out if something better is out there for us? We're still keeping ourselves small in who we think we are rather than allowing ourselves to become bigger in who we could be and who we want to be. And that's why we look to rules, right? Because then we think, well, if no one will judge me, if I'm doing the right thing, then I know that I won't be judged. The overarching theme personally and individually since 2016 has been freedom. I mean, it looks like the lack of it right now, right? That's what our landscape has been to really get us to confront that. What does life look like without freedom? Have I taken all the freedoms I had up till now for granted? Sorry, and we are so not free. If I may, just for a moment, if we are in a place in our lives where people are telling us how to live, how to fuck, how to eat, how to breathe, how to move, where to move, what to look like, who to love, when to love, where everything, what to put in our bodies, how to medicate, how to not medicate, what to wear in a shop, what to wear in a cinema, how, I mean, the rules we are governed, like there are so fucking many, like I just ask whoever's listening today, go outside and for five minutes, just pay attention to all the different rules you have just abided by. Because there's going to be fucking loads. Where to park, where to get the bus from, where to... And some of them make sense because it's organizing. Some of them... A way in which we've been controlled, which 3D was all about that. Again, yeah. it's survival, right? I don't, I don't know if the bus stop thing really helped, but anyway. <laughs> well, again, like you said, certain it. structures help, right? Because humans by nature... We like routine, we like ritual. Well, it also provided a certain amount of order to the chaos, 
which in 3D came naturally. 5D, it is not chaos necessarily, but understand that it's going to be everybody operating according to their own MO. So on the surface, it might look chaotic, but there is a natural order to things, and that comes, again, from the harmony that underpins the 5D. Now, when we are looking at the theme of freedom, it is, what does freedom mean to us? How does freedom serve us? Why do we require freedom? And what will it take to hold on to our freedom? Those are the fundamental questions that we've been forced to confront since 2016. So, so that's how we kind of practice getting more freedom, right? Yes. Asking ourselves, what does freedom mean to us? Yes. How does freedom serve us? Mm-hmm. Why do we require it? Mm-hmm. And what would it take to hold on to it? And so being yourself means being free. Because until you are free, you cannot be yourself, right? I mean, it's, just, it's one of those... It, They go hand in hand. What we're seeing now, so we're calling this now, Rhea, and this will be from April 2022, is understand now that it really is only the youngest generations that will have the capacity to be themselves unless the older generations, and we really are referring to millennials and the older Gen Zers, we need more of the older generations to really cast off their fears in order to enable the younger ones to be able to own their true identities. It still hasn't happened yet. People are still stuck in the old paradigms. So there's one more point we'd like to make, which is because we know humans love shortcuts. You love your hacks, right? You love your life hacks and your shortcuts. So the shortcut to freedom isn't necessarily burning out one's karma. I mean, it's certainly a process and one road to freedom But the fastest one is fearlessness. So it's about becoming as fearless as possible as quickly as possible. And how does one become fearless? Well, you say, fuck this. You just do whatever the fuck you want to do, whenever the fuck you want to do it. Yes, without judgment or shame. Because it's the judgment or shame that really is the anchor, right? That Mm. ties people. What you do is you say, fuck this. You do whatever the fuck you want. And you don't worry about the consequences. That's the fearlessness part. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of what happened next. And I feel this is so far a theme of this whole thing. It's <laughs> I'd rather die yeah. than not live as me. Right. And so it's important to understand when we say these things, and this is our one caveat, which is when we say you do whatever the fuck you want, it's whatever impacts you the most, right? It's not the go burn down somebody's house. Oh, it's not yeah. it's not a it's not an invitation to violence. No. It's the act of internal rebellion of I'm going to cast off all the things that I allow to keep me stuck in the prison of my own life and unhappy. It's the I'm going to say my truth. I'm mm-hmm. going to leave the room. I'm going to do what's unexpected of me. Yes. It's not and for me and I think we say this quite a lot but I'll just reiterate this. For me, a big part of this, the underpinning of it, is respect. So as I say fuck this, and for the first time respect myself, Mm -hmm. that does not mean I stop respecting the people around me. Yeah. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.